Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the VRP Breakdown. I am Mr. Medesi, and we're at the Velar Phillips School in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. And I am here today with Pedro and Tay. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Good. We're doing good, man. Thank you for joining me today. So we will kind of we'll do some introductions in a little bit, and then we'll talk a little bit about kind of your lives, what you've experienced, and um, kind of your thoughts and uh, feelings on the juvenile justice system. Um, okay, so I'll just throw some questions out there. You guys can just jump in whenever you want. Oh, so, okay. how old are you guys? I I'm Ty. My my name Ty. I'm 16 years old. 16. My name Pajo. I'm 16. Okay, you're both 16. Okay, mm-hmm. and how? And you guys are both in the MCAT program. Tay, how long have you been in there now? Six months. Six months. And when is your? Do you have a release date? Yeah, next week Friday, July 9th. Nice. And Pedro, how about you? I've been here nine months. Nine, nine months. Yeah, my release date I got July 14. Okay, so not too much longer, yeah. a couple of weeks, less than a couple of weeks actually. Life in general, what has life been like for you guys? Anybody can start. I ain't start, Pedro. Well, what got me in this situation really is like it's one time I was young and stuff. I was skipping school, so I went out with my friends one day. We is. We was doing some crazy stuff, and the police started chasing us. And some of us got caught, and they were still chasing some other ones. And when they were still chasing them, one of my friends broke into somebody's house, and then they charged everybody with it. So it really messed me over, because in the long run, from that, I started getting in more trouble. And they sent me to a group home, and I feel like, why they keep sending me to group home if I got to be in a group home? I ain't finna be there. I'm just finna be out here, you know. So you'd you'd go AWOL from the group yeah. homes, okay? So, um, let's back up a bit. So you were in a situation where somebody broke into a home, yeah. and then all of you that were in that situation got charged with the same crime. Yeah. So you got the same, the same punishment, the same record. Everybody in that group did. Yeah. Um. So then, down the line, you end up in a group home. Tell us a little bit about a group home. What is that situation? Uh, <coughs> like. Basically, it was, it was, I was good at first at the group home, but then, like, I started getting bored. It really wasn't nothing to do. What no activities and stuff. What is a group home? What is that setting like? It's like, you litter. It's basically like, oh, not like a punishment, basically, to me. Okay. So you're yeah. living there. You're under, you're, you're a minor. Yeah. So you're living at this group home because you got charged with a crime. Yeah. And how many other guys are living it was with you? This fire group home I went to, it was boys and girls. So it was like three girls and like three boys, four boys. Okay. And then yeah. who is supervising you? Uh, Like three or four staff. Okay. And they they work for the corrections? <coughs> no, like they got their own little corporation. Okay. You know. So yeah. the group home is just set up kind of uh, independently from yeah. correction, Wisconsin Corrections. Okay. And um, how long were you there initially? The first one, I was there for a month. The first one, I was there for a month. I was eyeballing back and forth. And then I got sent to another one. Okay. So you were there for, you said about the a month. first one, yeah. About a month. month. Okay. And yeah. you were going AWOL because Good. you didn't like being there. Yeah. How old were you about this time? I was 13, 14. Okay. So I was going to guess 13. Yeah. You know why I was going to guess 13? <laughs> because 
a lot of times so we've done many episodes here yeah. and i've worked in corrections for about 13 14 years it seems like 12 13 14 is yeah. when people start getting themselves in trouble yeah. in serious trouble with the with, with they start developing a record and they're go- they're being incarcerated um so why do you think uh well let's not get we'll come back to this okay because i want right. Tay to yeah. talk about um himself a little bit so we'll hold off on that so tay how did you um what have you experienced how has life brought you to this point have you gotten to this point in your life so far from my perspective it's all from an absent father you know what i'm saying and then when you got a younger younger siblings too then the outer siblings but really you be on your own um so have you known your father at all was he ever in your life yeah okay. yeah but he mainly came around when i was in trouble like when i was in trouble in school or whatever mm-hmm. he used to come chop it up with me telling you, know you just saying? to yeah. stay out of trouble kind yeah. of thing and so as far as like starting when you started getting in trouble do you think about the same age as pedro 12 13 14 somewhere around there I say about like a younger age, even younger now. than that. Okay, yeah. younger than twelve. Yeah. Okay, so trouble with the law, younger than twelve, or just like doing things you shouldn't have been doing. At a trouble with age? the law. I started around like ten, eleven. Okay. All right. So, um, and then, so kind of things have progressed from then, and you've find yourself in MCAP now and you said you've been here for about six months yeah okay so let's get back to the this age thing so we're seeing about so Tay you're in your case you're a little younger but typically we're seeing about 12 13 14 year old is kind of when people start really getting themselves into trouble and start getting involved with the justice system why what is it about that age why do you think that's the age that guys start getting themselves into so much trouble and girls but I mean like you young, so you don't, you know stuff, but you don't really know everything. Mm-hmm. So you try to figure stuff out on your own, especially when you ain't got no support or nobody to teach you, really. But it's like, it's a lot of peer pressure. When you young, stuff can influence you and persuade you to do stuff real quick and easy. You ain't even got to think about it. Like you always think you're doing right, but most of the times you're doing wrong. So let's get to this. You, don't, you said you don't even think about it. So uh, would you say you're impulsive? at that age yeah, so you nah, just you got a lot of energy so you do want to move around more too so yeah uh pedro what do you think it's like you see other people doing stuff like with all the fancy cars and stuff all the rappers and stuff and you see what they talking about and what they doing and you want to do that one day you want to be kind of big homie and stuff like that you want to be part of that you want a piece of that as well yeah okay. i ain't got a lot of like you ain't always gonna wanna be broke, so you gonna try to jump off the porch at one point. Yeah. But it's like crime don't always pay. You gotta do stuff right. Like it's always a time in a man's life where you wanna decide if you wanna be a good a good person or a bad person. But just always remember where the bad ones end up, though. Um. So do you think at about between this age range, twelve to fourteen, is when you're just old enough to be a little bit independent to go, you know, running run around and with your friends and stuff, and you're no longer to the point where like you have to rely on your mom for everything and where you need to stay around the house do you think that's one of the reasons that maybe at this age is when people start venturing out getting themselves yeah. in trouble yeah because for me i ain't really like asking my mama for nothing yeah. i like like being independent doing yeah. my own thing yeah and then 
sometimes moms do got other kids to worry about. It's like you don't try to just like ask for no handouts, you know, you try to do it yeah. on your own to where, you know what I'm saying, you want to take everything for yourself. You try to help your family too. So I've heard that a lot as well, where um, a lot of students will say, I didn't want to be a burden on my mom. I wanted to be independent. I don't want to have to her to pay for everything for me. She had enough on her plate. She's working hard. She can't afford everything that we need. So I'm just going to go out and make my own way. Does that s- sound about right? Yeah, about accurate. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about as far as the you see people, th- there's a, like a, the whole recidivism rate. So s- guys your age or younger commit crimes. They get in trouble. They might serve some time. And then they get out and they just keep doing it. They do it again, get in trouble, get reincarcerated. And we see a lot of people returning to the justice system, juvenile justice system. Why do you think that is? Why not, you know, learn your lesson the first time and not get in trouble anymore? Uh, to me, I think it's some some of that predicament, some of the um like where they are in places. Like some of them Really don't got nothing. Really don't got nobody at home and them. They ain't got nothing else to do. So they do crimes and stuff. Some people feel like the justice system getting back on them. So they gonna disobey what they gotta do. They say and they do the opposite of what they need to do. Why not? Uh, go ahead, Tay. I'm agreeing on what Pedro said. Some people when they do time, they sit down. They really they sometimes think, but then what they think about, they don't think about doing the right. They always think about what I could have done, what I could have did, what I could have done different mm-hmm. to help my situation better, and that's when I end up back to where I was, but worse. Why? Are, why do we have so many guys? So w- when I was teaching in high school, we had like our, our freshman class. We probably had like six, seven hundred kids that were, who were freshmen, and only about two hundred who were seniors. We lost, you know, four hundred kids, five hundred kids along the way. Why do you think? You know, right around freshman, sophomore, we start losing so oh. many kids. Well, from my point of point of view, I think it's because cause it is, cause it is. It's like some of them going to run, some of them going to run, they'll never come back. Some of them so caught up in their lifestyle, they don't think school really matters until it's too late. Do you see a lot of? Um, so when I was in school, I saw a lot of kids struggling academically they struggle with math reading writing you know those are the key subjects so if you're struggling there you're going to struggle in every subject basically um do you think that has anything to do with it people students just get frustrated and say you know i can't read these textbooks i can't do this math i'm just yeah, done. true because sometimes around that point that's when life get tough or whatever they yeah. try to either no. So that seems to be again that same age range where like people, students or you know, the students we see in school, come to the point where they're like they're experiencing a little bit more independence. They're a little bit older. They know how to yeah. uh, provide for themselves, and you don't really need school anymore. You don't have to be there anymore. I mean, you sh- technically you you have to be there, but you know you can you can survive. You know, being out of school, you don't need people to take care of you or whatever. So it seems like kind of like the sa- to me. It seems like kind of like the same thing. You're at that age where you can stop going to school. You can just survive on the streets. You can figure out ways to make money, and that's what ends. And then you're struggling in school, and that's what ends up happening. So why do you think so many students are struggling in school academically with reading, writing, math? Because sometimes they don't get what they're doing in class or whatever. 
or if it's like your moms, she got other people to worry about. That's like with the teacher. She got all the other kids to worry about. And you want to take time to raise your hand or ask the teacher questions. So you don't really know what's going on. You just focusing on what your peers doing. Playing around in the classroom or even skipping school or whatever. You ain't really focusing on your work. You focusing on what the next person doing. So they might not be there to give you the support either yeah. at home or at school that you need. Um, did you guys experience that at all as far as your classes? Like it seemed like they're just getting too hard, too complicated. No, no. no it was like they just went teaching them. So yeah, I no, 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 no. Yeah. So what do you mean by that? Like, like they teach basic stuff, but yeah, we ain't get in there. Keep us on that subject for a long time. Okay. Because I feel like we not getting it, but how time we get it, and it's just getting bored to where you don't even want to do it no more. You feel like school ain't worth it no more. You know everything, so you want to jump out, get in the streets, start collecting your money. So, uh-huh. you feel like you're doing the same repetitive work, and you had already gotten it, but the teacher wasn't moving on. And yeah, or the teachers don't even get to teach. Why not? Because of the kids, <laughs> like they doing whatever they want to do anyway. So the teachers don't. Get that voice heard. Because of the behaviors in the classroom? Yeah. Okay. So they're preoccupied trying to settle people down, trying to get some control over the class. Okay. Um, So let's jump a little bit to the juvenile justice system. So you guys have um, kind of been in and out, and you guys have been here for a while. So you've experienced the process, the the court systems, the juvenile justice system here in in the city and the state. What do you guys think? What are your impressions of how your situations have been handled in the legal system? I ain't gonna lie. I feel like MCAP helped me open up my eyes and my mind a little bit. Okay, that's good. How so? Because, like, I ain't gonna say I had that little person mentality or mindset or whatever. Like, it just helped me get mature or whatever. You know what okay. And then, I ain't gonna lie. If you know Miss Hayes, she's a supportive type, and <laughs> she always around, so she helped me with a little bit of that, too. Okay. Miss Hayes is the juvenile, or yeah. the youth corrections officer in yeah. your, Yo, in your pod. Well, it's two. Most, most of the time. Yeah. So you've built a good relationship with her. You, you feel? Do you feel that she truly cares about you guys? Yeah. Okay. And so she's offering you support on top of the support that you're getting through the programs that you're getting here? Yeah. I ain't going to lie. When I first came to her pod... <laughs> Ah, troubles or whatever, but I ain't got a lot. Mama Hayes, she got that correct. Yeah, she got me in the straight path or whatever. I ain't got a lot. I ain't gonna never forget her when I leave. If I can, I'm gonna try to revisit and see how everything going. Okay, so this has been a positive experience for you. Yeah, Pedro, how do you feel about um, where you're at uh, about MCAP and what you've experienced in the juvenile justice system? I think it changed me some type of way, but. Like, they can, they can improve it, make it better, better and stuff. Cause mm-hmm. Like, some of the things they be teaching, like, in DBT, like, it's, like, drawn out. Like, it don't get everybody's attention. So, some people don't listen to it. Some people just do it because that's what they got to do to get released. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, what is DBT? DBT, like, is basically... Expressing yourself, expressing yourself, how to express yourself, how to show your emotions and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, um, giving you better ways to handle your emotions. Yeah, better ways to handle emotions. Okay. And you've had that throughout your time at in MCAP? That's yeah, part of the program yeah. that you get? Okay. Um, 
so you feel that that's benefited, but so you both kind of said there's there's ways to improve. So what would be your suggestions be? Let's let's stick with just MCAP. MCAP what would your, overall. Yeah, and then we'll get into the broader juvenile justice system. All so right. specifically MCAP, what could be improved? I think about MCAP, what could be improved is DVT park. Like, just don't be doing the little worksheets. Like, we should have, like, they should base it on stuff that could really happen in real life instead of mm-hmm. just having us fill out worksheets and stuff. Okay. So yeah, because half of the stuff they teaching, people don't remember. Yeah. So more real life experiences. Yeah. Um, Tay, how about you? Any suggestions for mm-hmm. MCAP? For sure. All right. From my perspective, I feel like MCAP should have, like, better, like, how can I say this? Food? Why for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, food, too. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff we can do like more occupation on the bar okay because training yes yeah it could be anything okay but on a positive note because i feel like we are we a program we ain't general pop right we ain't none of that so i feel like yeah we should get like better treatment you know what i'm saying okay so we should make that distinction you're an mcap you're in the same building as uh yeah. the juvenile detention center but MCAP is a, a program, yeah. accountability a program. program. Right. Or so the accountability program. Yep. So you've already been through the court system and you were sentenced and you were sentenced to the MCAP program. Yeah. And yeah. it's to um, hopefully build your skills and um, help you Turn stay out of trouble. Turn a boy into a man. That's right. <laughs> and then general pop is mostly people who are awaiting yeah. trial or awaiting. Still waiting to get go into through the arguments, <laughs> fighting, <laughs> arguing over little petty stuff. Yeah. Mm. Right. And weird, and you typically find uh, the guys who are in MCAP. Do you think are typically older, a little bit older than no. general pop? No, no, they start. It's a mix. They start to mess up. No, yeah, it's they a start missing little kids, little baby kids, and it's messing up the environment. Okay, so you're seeing younger people in MCAP. Yeah, and yeah. I think MCAP sweet. That's yeah. what make them more. You know what I'm saying? The staff more strict. So let's talk about this a little bit. You don't. You don't agree with having younger guys in there? No. Okay. Sometimes, like, I be messing stuff up for everybody, you know, so I got that little person mentality. You know, not act around certain people or certain stuff. Okay. So their maturity levels aren't at the same place as 15, 16, 17-year-olds. And then they fresh out of general pop side. Yeah. I still act in the way that I act. And so that ruins it for everybody else. Kind of like, Pedro, your situation, you were talking about about how you initially, initially got in trouble where... Yeah. One person jumped in, you know, ran into a house, and y'all got in trouble for it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, any other suggestions? Strictly. F- so, I make sure. Let me get back to yours, Tay, for a second. Um, are you talking about like job training? Is that the type of training? You're oh talking yeah, about? for sure. Okay. So, skill building. Yeah. So, like things you can take, put on a resume, and then take to get a job. Okay. That's a good, pretty good suggestion, and something that we have. While so, I, I'm no longer teaching here, but yeah. while I was here, it was something that. Uh, we talked about and something that'll hopefully get off the ground. Um, and I should kind of make this distinction too. So you're an MCAP, you get programs, but you also get school. The school comes, the education part of it comes from the Wauwatosa School District, but then you also have county programs that come in and give you um, like the uh, DVT program and all that. That's not part of the school system. That's mm-hmm. outside the school system. Okay. Um, so... 
we just have a few minutes here. I just want to get your opinions on the general juvenile justice system, what you've experienced going through the court system, what you experienced in general population being locked up. Do you feel, do you have any suggestions for that? Is there a better way that we could work with young people? Yeah, I think, I think so, like, do I don't know, because it took me a minute to get to MCOP, and I was already sentenced. Mm-hmm. So I think they should speed that little process up a little bit. So the types of programs and things you got, you'd yeah. say it would be better if you got them at a younger age. Yeah. Okay. True. But not put younger people in MCAP. Yeah. And maybe, they should. Maybe have them on their own. Yeah. And they should, like, know all the units, they should split, split it up by ages. Okay. Yeah. So even in general population? Yeah. Okay. Um, what, would, what would be a better route for to take with young people who find themselves in getting in trouble? I ain't got a lot from what I seen, what I heard. I just started to do, like, stallies or whatever, doing robbing, jigging and robbing, finessing, so-called shysty or whatever, <coughs> all this, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I started to do this just to get a, like name. A, get a name or get a just name. A become lot. a group or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Every, almost every time we do a podcast here, it's <laughs> yeah. get a name, get a name, get a name. So, um... Let me give you guys a, I'll give you guys a real life scenario then. So at what age do you think people start typically stealing cars? Like <laughs> <laughs> pretty young. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's why I'm picking nine. that's why I'm picking uh, car uh, theft as my example. Ten eleven. Okay, so very young. Okay. And that's pretty serious because we see the, the path that's that we know it's yeah. gonna happen, right? Yeah. A ten, eleven, twelve year old starts getting in trouble for stealing cars and we know where it quickly goes from there. It gets really bad really fast. So, at 10, 11 years old, somebody's getting in trouble. What can we do at that point? Decide, is there anything we could do? Is there any way that we could intervene that young to help the person out and kind of get them back on the right path? It ain't enough opportunities. They need opportunities. They need things to do. Like, give me an example. Like, like ki- things instance, in the community? Yeah, like things do. It ain't really that much to do in the community. Okay. What yeah. about, like, like uh, boys and girls clubs, centers like that, or yeah, we hired sports oh, and things. <laughs> You've heard no, of those sports, um, yeah. yeah. I don't think that worked. Like, no. no, I think they need like, like more jobs and stuff. Yeah, for like age. money, money making opportunities. Okay, so and but you need to be careful with that as well because you can't have little yeah, kids you know, working jobs yeah. full time. I don't know what Milwaukee coming to, but. <laughs> <laughs> So I hear that I, the reason I said Boys and Girls Club is because in the previous episode somebody was saying that you you rarely see those programs anymore. So yeah, that's I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, like YMCA is too down. Yeah, yeah, there's one in Bond. But no, I ain't gonna lie. That's one uh, Twilight's like the high schools, Twilight programs. I mm-hmm. guess that's where they stepping in. Not okay. So tell me a little bit about that. What is a like, Twilight program? I guess you go there. You can only be in middle school or high school. You go there. You can either play basketball. I give you free snacks or whatever, mm-hmm. and I got this little concession, this concession stand where you buy snacks and stuff like that. Okay, then so it's schools staying open after school yeah, hours. After school keeping hours, keeping the gyms yeah. open, keeping the school yeah. open. Okay, is it mostly sports or are there other? No, it's like it's like a game room where they got game systems, mm-hmm. a pool table, football, ice hockey. Then I got like three, four computers up in the stuff okay. you can do. Is there any? Uh, any kind of arts and crafts or anything like that? 
drawing, painting, building things? I don't know about all that. No? Okay. <laughs> oh, there's a area for expansion there. <laughs> all right. Uh, we are getting to the end of our time here. I want to make sure I get you guys back for your program. So anything else you want to talk about? Is there anything that was on your mind that we didn't get to? Um, anything you want to say to people who are listening? Oh, for real? Who oh, are listening? Anybody around the world could be listening. <laughs> it's going to be on the Internet. Stay so out them cars. Everybody in the world <laughs> has access to it. <laughs> Stay out of those cars. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much covered everything. Yeah. Try to go through life the right way, man. Well, Tay and Pedro, <laughs> I want to thank you guys for joining us. Oh you gave us a lot of good information, a lot of good insight. Um, good luck with everything. I know you guys are going to be out of here pretty soon. So yeah, like real soon, man. We got to be hot real soon. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. And uh, Tay, I'll treat, teach you how to... Uh, I'm a producer. Yeah, do a little uh, Bit. home production. Right, man. Shout out to Mr. Damien, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, All we'll right. talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Talk to you All soon. All right.